Hello and welcome to an episode of the Strange Matters podcast. Here at Strange Matters, we discuss everything that is bizarre, mysterious, and unexplained. I'm Sean, the host for this show. In this episode of Strange Matters, I will be talking about a bizarre weather phenomenon that happened in 1994. In a small city in the state of Washington, the people were surprised by a strange occurrence that happened during some rainstorms. Rather than just dealing with simple raindrops made up of water, for several particular rainfalls, the folks of Oakville had to deal with the sky opening up and dropping blobs on them. What these blobs were, what they were made of, and where they came from is a mystery that has made Oakville quite famous for a city of its size. In this episode, I will be talking about the details of what happened when the blob started to rain down, and the possible theories that have been put forth by the Oakville citizens to try and make some sense of the strange event. Before we get started, a reminder that Strange Matters is made possible by our generous supporters over on Patreon. On Patreon, listeners can pledge a small monthly donation, and in the process can gain access to exclusive bonus episodes. For any listeners who are interested in supporting the podcast, please visit our page at patreon.com strangematters. For this episode, I'd like to thank our newest patrons of the show, Liam, Johnny, and Angel. To start off this story, I'll give some background on the city itself. Oakville is in Grays Harbor County, near the Pacific Coast. It is an incredible small area to actually be called a city. The city area in total is just barely over half a square mile, and at the time of the incident in question, had a population of about 500 people. Oakville and its surrounding area is no stranger to rainy days. According to climate data, it rains in Oakville on average 150 days of the year, meaning that if you live there at any given time, there's about a 40% chance that it's raining outside. While the story about the Oakville blobs that I'm going to discuss is certainly a strange one, it is by far not the only event of bizarre or random objects that have come down from the sky while raining. In numerous places around the world, there have been incidents of fish or frogs raining down from the sky, caused by water spouts that suck up the creatures into the clouds in one location, only to have them rain down somewhere else. In 1969 in Florida, there were several occasions of golf balls raining down from the sky. In Virginia and Kentucky, there have also been stories of random meat seemingly raining, believed to possibly be caused by groups of gulls or buzzards regurgitating while flying overhead. While these other known cases of strange things raining down are interesting, pretty much all of them have a known cause or prevailing theory as to where they came from. The case of the Oakville blobs is a bit unique, as the exact nature of the blobs in question is still a large mystery. The incident started in the early morning hours of August 7th, 1994, in Oakville. Police officer David Lacey was in a patrol car, who had a civilian friend riding along at the time. When the rain began, neither thought much of it at first. Once Officer Lacey flipped on the windshield wipers, though, the two immediately noticed something strange. As the wipers started to go from side to side, they did not merely swipe the water droplets off. Instead, they seemed to be smearing some sort of semi-translucent substance across his windshield. The two in the car were immediately confused about what was going on, and couldn't tell what was happening. Whatever had fallen on his car, the police officer was having trouble seeing the road. David Lacey pulled off into a nearby gas station, and stepped out with his friend to see what had gotten onto his windshield. Putting on a pair of latex gloves, 
the police officer began to feel and grab the substance that had covered his car. Officer Lacey described the strange material as very mushy, almost like if you had jello in your hand. You could pretty much squish it through your fingers. We did have some bells go off in our heads that basically said, this isn't right, this isn't normal. While the two of them were trying to figure out what the goo-like substance was that was covering the police car, around Oakville, several other people started to notice the bizarre event that was happening that morning. When city resident Dottie Hearn walked out of her house, she could clearly see that something appeared to be covering the ground everywhere. There looked to be rice-sized little blobs all over her yard and her vehicles, and at first glance, Dottie assumed that it was hail. When she went for a closer look and actually touched the small objects, however, she would see that they had a gelatinous texture to them. As strange as this blob substance was that had seemingly fallen from the sky during the morning rain, for the people of Oakville, it was just the beginning. Some hours later in that afternoon, a number of residents around the small city were beginning to feel ill. Police officer David Lacey and Dottie Hearn were among those people. And the one connection that all these people had that were suddenly feeling ill was contact with the mysterious small blobs that had fallen. After this day, multiple Oakville residents would describe the sickness that had come from nowhere. Beverly Roberts said after the first rain of the blobs, many people she knew would come down with flu-like symptoms over the next few months. Another resident of Oakville, Maurice Globel, would say, I got sick. My wife got sick. My daughter. Everybody that lived here got sick. In such a small city, the fact that dozens of people suddenly came down with a serious sickness was not something to be taken lightly, or to brush off as mere coincidence. Many people would come down with numerous symptoms in the coming weeks, such as having difficulty breathing, vertigo, blurred vision, and nausea. A number of Oakville residents pet cats and dogs that had been out when the blobs rained down also got sick, and a number of them would end up dying within the month. Police officer David Lacey would talk about the aftermath of his exposure to the rain blobs, saying, I was to the point where I could hardly breathe. I started to put it together that, possibly, whatever the substance was, it made me violently sick, like I'd never been before, to the point where it just totally shut me down. Dottie Hearn, one of the first people in the city to come into contact with the blobs, fell seriously ill just hours after she had first noticed them in the early morning. Due to her condition, her worried daughter, Sonny Barclift, would take her to the hospital, where Dottie would stay for several days. She was diagnosed as having a severe inner ear infection. Just as Officer Lacey had done, Sonny also began to think that whatever the blob substance her mother had studied earlier in the day was the cause of all of this. Sonny would get several plastic containers and pick up some of the gel-like blobs around the house that she could find, and brought it with her to the hospital for testing. A lab technician at the hospital would come upon a strange discovery. From what he could tell, these blobs, whatever they were, apparently contained human white blood cells. In an attempt to find out more information beyond what could be tested for at the hospital, more samples were sent to the Washington State Department of Health. There, microbiologist Mike McDowell would determine that the blobs contained two prominent species of bacteria. One of these species of bacteria is one that is commonly found in the human digestive system. Dottie Hearn would eventually recover and be released from the hospital. After no clear answers could be determined, Dottie would eventually try to get a third opinion on the matter of the blob's identity. Dottie and her daughter Sunny had several frozen samples of the strange blob that had been saved, 
and they sent these remaining blobs to AMTES laboratories. There, at the private research lab, microbiologist Tim Davis believed that he could identify within the blob eukaryotic cells, which are complex, nucleus-containing cells found in living creatures. This would suggest that the blobs had come from something that had been alive. The Oakville blobs, as they would become to be known, would rain down several times over a span of weeks in the area. As the labs involved in testing the blobs would come up with differing, and at times contradictory, results, there's no clear answer as to what the rain blobs were, or where exactly they had come from. The residents of Oakville, and those who had heard of the strange story, have since come up with several different theories as to what they think happened. One early theory came after the discovery that one of the bacteria species from the Oakville blobs originates in the human digestive system. Since the blobs had rained down from the sky, Sonny Barcliffe proposed that perhaps the blobs have come from an airliner. Maybe whatever had dropped on the small Washington city had come from an airplane passing overhead, possibly due to a fault that caused the plane to leak its human waste disposal substance. While in a way it does make sense, this theory was rather quickly ruled out, as the Federal Aviation Administration would state that human waste is dyed blue within the airplane's bathrooms. It is also against regulation for this blue ice, as it's called, to be released while the plane is in flight. Also, there's the fact that the Oakville blobs were clear in color, and not blue, that would cause this theory to largely be dismissed. Another theory came about after the test revealed eukaryotic cells in the blobs. Since this would suggest that the blobs came from a living creature, combined with the color and texture of the blobs themselves, would create what is now known as the jellyfish theory. As this theory goes, the blobs that rained down on Oakville were simply small pieces of jellyfish that had come from the nearby Pacific Ocean. As to how this came to be, there are a few different explanations. One is similar in how other instances around the world has seen fish and frogs falling from the sky, and that water spouts suck them up out of the ocean and then have them rain down in a way somewhere else. So perhaps a school of jellyfish were sucked up this way, torn apart in the process, and then eventually be deposited or rained down over the Oakville area. Another suggestion was that the jellyfish came from Air Force practice bombing runs over the Pacific Ocean that were occurring around that time. The blast from these bombs could shred the jellyfish and send chunks of them into the air, and then these fragments would somehow be carried by the wind or clouds to the coast, where they would again rain in Oakville. While this theory may be plausible in a way, there are a number of reasons to doubt it. The Air Force would claim that their practice bombing runs would be too far off from the coast for such a thing to be possible, and that no other instances of fish life being literally blasted to rain down in a different location has ever occurred. Along with the long distance these jellyfish pieces would have to travel, along with the fact that the blobs drained down several times in Oakville, and that the blobs themselves did not smell or appear to be decaying or rotting organic material, would all suggest that the jellyfish theory as a whole is not very likely. While the Air Force's bombing runs in the nearby ocean may not have caused the blobs, some residents of Oakville still believe that they are involved in some capacity. Shortly before the Oakville blob incidents occurred, Residents notice a number of low-flying, slow-speed military aircraft flying over the city and the surrounding areas. When the blobs started raining down from the sky soon after, some people in Oakville connected the dots. In this military theory, the Air Force was actively dispersing or practice bombing the blobs themselves over the city.
This operation could have been practice runs for dropping biological weapons, or so some think. While this may sound a bit like a crazy conspiracy theory, there are some examples of the US government testing such things on its own civilians. In Operation Large Area Coverage, or Operation LAC, the US Army Chemical Corps tested dispersal patterns and range of chemical or biological weapons by dropping zinc cadmium sulfide from planes over cities and populated areas. This all happened in the 1950s. Bacillus globigii was at the time thought to be completely harmless, and was used to simulate biological warfare agents such as anthrax. Now, however, the black pigmented bacteria used back in the 50s for the test drops is now considered a human pathogen. The Environmental Protection Agency has also recently reported that cadmium sulfide is classified as a probable human carcinogen. So, it is thought that perhaps the military was performing another similar test of dropping blob-like substances over a sparsely populated city in Washington to see what happens. The military theory, though, doesn't have a lot of backing evidence, beyond just the connection between the frequency of low-flying military aircraft over a stretch of time, and then the fact that the blobs would begin to fall a short time after. There's also the question as to whether the blobs actually caused the wave of sicknesses in Oakville, or if it was all just a coincidence. If the military really was doing a practice run of dropping biological weapons, it would make sense for them to drop something that wasn't going to immediately cause the townspeople to fall ill if they were all trying to keep it under wraps. One thing I believe rules the military theory out is that, while the blobs did rain down on Oakville a few times, thought to be around six times in total, I could not find any witness accounts or statements of suspicious military aircraft seen overhead during the days when the blobs were actually raining down. One last theory of the Oakville blobs that I came across was one that is rather interesting. This theory has nothing to do with finding out the origins of the blobs or where they came from, but rather just how the story spread. In this collusion theory, the whole thing was mainly a hoax concocted by a few of the residents in Oakville. For such a strange event, there is a pretty small amount of physical evidence and witness statements made about it. Much of the story comes from just a few people living in the area that the blobs rained down at, and with only a few physical samples saved that were sent to various labs. It could be that a small number of residents decided to pull a prank off and see if they could create a story about their tiny little city, which, if true, actually worked out. After the blobs rained down, some of the locals were in talks of starting what would be called the Jellyfish Festival, in which they would create fake jellyfish made out of jello and vodka and then shoot them out of cannons over a gathered crowd, all to simulate the strange blobs that had rained down from the sky. So maybe the whole thing was just a number of people trying to gain some attention and maybe make the little city of Oakville into a bit of a tourist spot for those in the region who wanted to visit the site of a strange and mysterious event. Sunny Barcliffe, the daughter of Dottie Hearn who physically handled the blobs, is one of the few people that are the source of much of the information gathered about the Oakville blob incident. Many years after the fact, Sunny has recently made a statement about her recollections of the event and her thoughts on it. Sunny would say that she knew about a number of people in her community who did come down with some type of flu-like sickness that lasted up to two months after it started. She knew of one couple who both came down with kidney infections right around the time that the blobs rang down. Sunny admits that all of this she gathered from just casual conversations with people in Oakville, and that she doesn't know the exact diagnosis that each of these people received. As for her mother Dottie, 
Sonny would say that Lo originally treated for an inner ear disease. She also showed signs of some type of infection. When her mother was being released, she asked the doctor what the discharge diagnosis was, and the doctor could only say that he wasn't exactly sure, but it was likely some type of virus. The fact that both her mother and police officer Lacey would fall seriously ill just hours after contacting the blobs is something that still remains very strange to her. Sonny also remembers that her mother kept a large group of outdoor cats at their family barn, and after the blobs rained down, a few of them would get sick and die over the following months. As for Sonny herself, she would also fall ill with severe bronchitis six weeks after the first fallout. Her own cat would die three days after the blobs first rained down. Sonny has pointed out and clarified that, while a number of websites have reported that her cat was sick with digestive issues previously to the blobs falling, that this is not true, and that her cat was actually in perfectly good health up to that point. Mike McDowell, one of the microbiologists who looked at the substance at a lab, has also given interviews recently about his experience. Mike would reveal that the sample specimens were for a while locked in a containment facility at the lab, but that at some point he noticed that the samples had gone missing. Mike would tell his supervisor about this, but was told that it wasn't important, and that there was no point for any follow-up questions. Mike McDowell would later say that, over his 30-year career, the Oakville blobs would be the only time in which a sample would go missing from his lab. As for what he thought of the blobs, Mike would give his professional opinion, and that the substance appeared to be man-made, and he thinks was some type of matrix that the gel-like material could be used to transport something like a virus or bacteria. He would also reveal that when he proposed this idea to his lab supervisor, it was also not taken very seriously, and instead he was just told to stop working on the blobs. Sonny Barcliffe has said in her recent statements that the whole story has still not been told, and that a good amount of information that the Oakville residents know about was never released to the press. As for what she thinks about the whole incident, Sonny has come to the conclusion that the Oakville Blobs was all part of an exercise or operation conducted by the military. While Sonny hasn't come forward with what exactly has caused her to come to this conclusion, while looking up this case it appears that a good number of people have come to settle on the same explanation. If this is true, then perhaps one day the military tests performed on Oakville will become public knowledge, just as with the previous secret tests like the Operation Large Area Coverage that I discussed previously. When all is said and done, the case of the Oakville Blobs remains a mystery. Over the years, there hasn't been any new information that has been able to shed any light on what exactly happened. In the end, it could be that all that makes a story seem special is just a series of coincidences. Maybe the observed overhead military craft that were seen often right before the Blobs first rained down had nothing to do with it. The Blobs also could have just happened to coincide with a wave of flu hitting the city and that none of the sicknesses that occurred after the blobs rained down were actually connected in any way. On the other hand, maybe it all was connected. It could be that the blobs really were the result of a military exercise, an exercise that would cause the residents of Oakville to become sick. While the nature of the blobs themselves and where they came from might never be known for sure, the incident of the Oakville blobs will certainly remain an interesting and very odd mystery for many years to come. Thank you all for listening to this episode of the Strange Matters Podcast. If you have any of your own thoughts on the case of the Oakville Blobs, and whether you lean towards the jellyfish, military, or hoax theory, please write into the show to share your thoughts. You can contact us through our email at strangematterspodcast at gmail.com. 
You can also follow and message the podcast on our social media sites, on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Until the next episode of the Strange Matters Podcast, take care, everybody.